Pickaxe. Last time on Curse of Strahd, after barely escaping the destruction of Kazan's tower by an aspect of Strahd, the party and their new ally, Esmeralda, flee on her wagon towards the town of Kresik. However, as they begin to hurtle over the muddy roads of Barovia, an inhuman shriek and the galloping of flaming hooves echoes behind them, and two undead riders and their nightmare mounts give pursuit. Another desperate battle follows as they fight back in a high-speed chase through the woods. The wagon crashes, but the party manages to destroy their foe, though not without seriously injuring several of them and forcing Dog's body to use his werewolf form. Now, Esmeralda leads them to the nearest safe haven, a winery where she claims they will find allies. Uh... You also, this is less of a recap and more of a note to all of you, there you managed to salvage a considerable amount of supplies from Esmeralda's wagon, which we have uh, been going through and the group will sort out as they go. Um, and that is where we are going to begin today uh, with you guys on the muddy trek of road. Uh, you are currently, the wagon crashed shortly before a large stone bridge that crosses over a wide, fast moving river um, with a path leading to the north, which leads towards Kresik, and a path leading south, uh, which Esmeralda is kind of encouraging everyone to follow her, which apparently leads to this winery. Um, and I believe that that is uh, where we wrapped off. I think. Yeah, so that's about right. We uh, yeah, had to pick up all the stuff. I mean, we can go through the stuff we picked up if you want. Sure. I took a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I took two of the alchemist fires out of five. One of the manacles. I might need those at some point. Two. Uh, one of the stakes. Uh, and. Uh, that's my stuff. I don't know if we had any upgrades in armor or weaponry um, on any of the characters. Um, I just suddenly realized that there is a shield up for grabs, and I would like to take that because uh, Dog's Body is proficient in shields. Uh, I yep. would, although, actually, no. Cause although you've got a great axe, wheels, which is two-handed. Yeah, he's got a great axe. So there's no yeah, f- it's not a battle axe. That's why I didn't add it. Did I? So he doesn't take in the shield. He hasn't taken the shield. Uh, I have okay. taken a healer's kit, um, a set of manacles, a vial of holy water, an alchemist fire, an antitoxin, two stakes, and that's it. Nice. Nice, nice, sure. nice. Uh, uh. Sure. Uh, yes, okay. it was allowing the rest of I to get first dibs on things because he's eyeing up his sun sword and is very content with it. Okay. True, true. Uh, yes, Ismark uh, took yeah. the silvered flail and a dagger, I believe, as well. Oh, yes. He's now uh, <laughs> Ismark Belmont. <laughs> Not quite, nice. but yeah, sort of. Yes. <laughs> Good reference. Uh, I think Zeke's taken the lever armor and a couple of spell scrolls, uh, Major Image and Remove Curse. Nice. Ooh, what's your AC nice. now, Zeke? My AC is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks cooler. That would be that would be 
<laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the leather armor is specifically fitted for a woman, and it is in a very similar style to that of Esmeralda's, the stuff that she's already wearing. So it's this kind of dark, um, it's almost like a dark red leather uh, with gold kind of studs and trimmings. Um, cool. And it protects things like there's a thick band around the neck. Uh, the arms are fully protected. So it, it's clearly designed for fighting monsters, um, especially vampires, it seems. Um, nice. Okay. Badass. Yeah. Um, Rose, did you want to take anything out of the pile of stuff? Because you won't be able to take everything with you. Otherwise, anything that kind of remains will have to be left here at the wagon. So uh, anything you don't want to take will be left. Um, I just took holy water, a stake, and a silver dagger. You, Because you'd already taken the quiver, didn't you, of arrows? Rose, so, And I've already got the quiver. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, I don't know if, what else they're relieving s- then. There's lots of things like (coughs) hunting uh, traps and. Somebody dropped some manacles by you and was like, "Take that, because you know what to do." It's bad. Um. Yeah. That and I think I think we should take the um. The alchemist fires and the antitoxins because they're small enough that we can divvy them out. Yep. Okay. So I'll take I'll take one of the alchemist fires then. Sure. Yeah, I've taken one, so that's four accounted for, so there's one alchemist fire left and one antitoxin left. I'll okay. take the remaining alchemist fire then. Yep. And I'm th- I'm eyeing up this mirror. How big's this mirror that's in there? Um, well, there's two. There's, there's a mirrored shield, so it is uh, yeah. like a... It, it's not a full shield, um, not like a massive tower shield or anything like that. It's larger than a buckler, but it's like a rounded mirrored shield. Um, so polished, very polished steel to give a reflective surface. Okay. But that, I noticed in the list there's also a, just a steel mirror. Is that the same? Yes, thing? there is also just a steel mirror. That's probably no bigger than a sort of uh, A5 piece of paper. Um, I'm going to take that. Okay, sure, sure. Well, anything you want to take? Um, otherwise, unwieldy. It is erased from our memories as it is left behind in the road. Uh, Esmeralda will call back. When you've gathered whatever you need, we should really get moving. Um, We still have a few hours before daybreak, I think. Okay. Let's get going. Okay. Uh, And with that, she begins to lead you south. The road takes some time a a few hours passed but sticking to the road you are not suspiciously but nothing untoward occurs Uh, eventually the winding road that just ekes through at points becoming a a serpent between thick canopied dark woods uh, gnarled branches like hands and arms reaching out trying to snag anything that drifts too close to the edges of the road you begin to see the road opens and the forests give way to farmland an orchard uh, that stands before you and I will read out here. After half a mile, the road become, uh, becomes a muddy trail that meanders through the woods, descending gradually until the trees part, revealing a mist-shrouded meadow. The trail splits. One branch heads west into the valley, and the other leads south uh, with a wooden sign that reads, Vineyard. As you emerge, unpainted fences blindly follow the trail, 
the fog begins to take on an almost ghostly form as it swirls between the neatly tended rows of grapevines. Here and there, you can see rope-handled half-barrels used for hauling grapes. A large group of trees line the, the road on either side of you, and you can see that there are signs of battle. You see upturned earth. You can see what appear to be several humanoid creatures uh, made of twisted plant-like matter, vines and uh, thorns mangled together to give the vague shape of a person lie scattered around, crossbow bolts, um, parts of their arms and limbs almost ripped apart, it seems, uh, and these bodies lay scattered everywhere. Uh, and there is hmm. clearly something moving in amongst the grape vines. There is also a large house you can see in the distance. Encircled by the fog, you can see several of the windows are lit by candlelight. Um, something glints inside uh, and then vanishes for a brief moment. Well, friends, regardless of what has happened here, I do believe we're not going to be too quiet approaching they may already know we're here. I hope all of this is a sign that they're at least capable in a fight and not a sign of something that might be coming their way. One would hope. They are capable in a fight, I can I can assure you that, although I'm a bit concerned that... Uh, I, I mean, Esmeralda kind of looks a bit confused. They are not fighters as such. Capable, but they're not... They wouldn't start fights. I'm a bit concerned what might be happening here. We should be careful. Okay. Did you notice something moving over there in the vineyard? She, she looks over just like... Could be the mist playing tricks, but should keep our guard up. Uh, and she just gestures. Uh, I'm not... I'm not accustomed to how your team really works. I'm used to doing things on my own. You arrange yourselves. I'm going to try and get a closer look at the house. And she begins to drift off into the mists and to the grapevines. All right. Mm. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Irina and Ismark linger closer to you lot. Um, Ismark has got his new flail out. Um, he's testing it in his hands, looking about suspiciously. But the grapevines, the, the vineyard here is quite large. Uh, you'll need to pass through the rows of grapevines before you reach this this winery, this house. Um, you can tell it's a large building. It's clearly a distillery as well as uh, accommodations. Two floors high, uh, a smaller building to the side that looks like it houses... Um, a small barn or a wagon or some such? With, I guess, kind of military knowledge or experience with warfare, am I able to kind of look at the battle and just see if it was uh, like a one-sided battle or if, you know, someone started to flee or if people made it away or any sort mm. of indication of how the battle went or whether it's yeah, ambushed? I think you can... You can definitely make a check for me. Um, again, just because you're a soldier doesn't mean you understand this stuff. It might just be that yeah. you know you are good at fighting. So I think this would either be... I'll give you a choice. You can either make an investigation check or a... 
trying to think what would be the most apt here. Maybe a survival check. Either one, whichever is higher. Okay, they're both the same. Uh, I'll there do an investigation. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, yeah. So, Xeros, you kind of crouch down, you look at the bodies turning one of these creatures, and they're clearly made from plant matter. Needles, vines, thorns, all wrapped up into the vague effigy of a humanoid shape, but no organs, no eyes, uh, just a deformed body. You pull out um, several crossbow bolts, large, clearly fired by a heavy crossbow, with a decent aim, somebody who knew what they were doing and knew how to uh, fire. There's two of them, um, which indicates that they didn't fire once and expect the creature to go down. They knew to hit it twice. Scanning around, you can see that most of these creatures uh, were charging the front of the building. But you can see off to the side that there are clearly signs of a scuffle on the side of the house as well um looking in that direction you can see that there is a broken window uh glass trails outwards leading off into the woods um signs of more desperation you think that perhaps creatures attacked the front as a diversion and then a smaller force entered the side and were driven off but in a rather panicked state um ah okay yeah i'll kind of communicate that as I'm as I'm spotting it with everyone mm-hmm. <clears throat> something something drove them away uh, they found something in the house the survivors may still be in there but they may have chased to finish the creatures off as you guys uh, as Xeros is doing this a very light rain begins to just fall uh, from the clouded night sky Um, Bob's body has Hunter's Bane, which means I have advantage on wisdom survival checks to track fey fiends or undead. Um, mm-hmm. So is that something I could use now to sort of track around and have a sniff and see if I can... Sense I mean, yeah, you, c- you can make a, a check, a survival check. I will say you don't get your advantage. Uh, looking at these creatures, they are not undead. They're not fiends. They're not fey. They're not something you're particularly familiar with, I would say. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll make a survival check anyway. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a nine. Sure. Nine. Nine. Yeah, you, these creatures don't register. Smelling them, it smells just like wet earth. And as this rain is beginning to fall on the grapes and on the trees around you, you're losing their scent in amongst all the other things. These are plants. They've, they've been brought to life somehow, but they're not. They don't smell of undeath. They don't smell of magic uh, in the same way that fiends and fey do. These are clearly other beings. Uh, you do get a sense, though, um, uh, dog's body smelling. There is... You can smell that humans were here. Um, you can smell they left some time ago, uh, but you think that they were here maybe commanding these creatures. They smell of dirt and feces and old matted fur and char of uh, fire, perhaps. You kind of get a strong scent from that. You can also smell ravens, like raven feathers and birds. Strong presence of ravens here. Um, I will relay we knew this that information. they were like were ravens. Yeah. Didn't es- Esmeralda told us? I that. believe Esmeralda told Before. you that. Yes. Yeah. And what were the were ravens? What, who were they a sign of? I just I can't remember. She mentioned like 
what the were ravens were, like who's the, who's they were. I'm sure she said something like that. Maybe. Oh well, so, I'm a stupid dog. Who knows? <laughs> uh, you guys are currently just stood on the outskirts of this winery. You can see the trail continues further south. The road that you've been following to get here continues on, but I mean, this winery is clearly the one that Esmeralda mentioned, but she's vanished. She just vanishes into the mist, um, crouching low and disappears. I think Ezekiel would probably start moving out of the way of like the battlefield and probably find somewhere in cover just to hunker down until she comes back. Sure, yeah. The um, you hunker down <clears throat> amongst uh, one, by one of these up like uh, half barrels. So it's kind of a big half barrel rounded with ropes, um, and you can see the grapes have been piled in there. But <clears throat> as you begin examining it, Zeke, you kind of touch with uh, Lalira and the earth. You may, you know, there's something you notice, but I, can you roll a nature check for me just to see how much detail you get out of this? Fifteen. Fifteen. <clears throat> there's two things. One, um, you know the earth here is different to the rest of the soil you've seen in Barovia. You can reach down and everywhere else you've kind of trodden the grass has been almost a grey it's been lifeless there's it, it exists for a purpose but to know there's no life about it, it like the mists it just oozes grey drab melancholy here even in the darkness where there's not much light you can see that the grass and the vines are beautifully green they are green, as green as they would be in Faerun when you were there. They have life. It has, the soil smells fresh, not like a grave, like the rest of Barovia. This smells fresh and earthy. There's magic at work in this ground. And the grapes, you can see the ground, or at least there was magic. Now you look around and that sign of life is beginning to fade. The grapes that are still on the vine are shriveled and dead, no longer capable of being used. In the barrels, there are a scant few remaining clusters that look good to eat. Something has drained the land here of its life. Um, a little remnant remains, but not much. Hmm. Um, I think uh, Zeke would then like just pick up like a handful, maybe of like the soil or like some of the vines, and just like mm -hmm. go back to the group. Say, like, look, mm -hmm. look at this! Look, look at this! Look at the earth! Look at the soil! It's, it's, it's green. It's it's good. But I don't think it's going to last for very long. So whoever was keeping it good is is is, is leaving, or has been killed or driven out. Yeah. We need to investigate further. We needed some respite here. If there is no one here on our side, we need to know. I've been trying to keep an eye on the house. Uh, there's light inside. I can see shadows, but uh, I couldn't tell you how many or uh, who they are. But there's someone living in that house. I promise you that. Let's move forward. All right. The rain is coming uh, and his mark anyway. will stick close to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys want to just start making your way to the winery. Are you trying to approach stealthily, or are you trying to make yourselves known and obvious? I'm just... I've got my swords out, but I'm not mm -hmm. exactly being stealthy about it. But I'm prepared okay. for an attack. <laughs> okay. Of some kind. 
same for everyone, or is anybody going to try and hide? Um, yeah, I'm the same as same as Jesper. Just striding forth. Could, Do you have he who grins if I out? Tried. Oh, I I never don't have it out. <laughs> Hard to put away. Yeah, sure. it's huge. All right. As you guys begin making your way through the grapevines towards the house, um, you begin to notice more and more of these plant creatures. And in the middle, you also begin to see other creatures. Scarecrows, but these scarecrows have razor-sharp claws instead of hands. You can see that they once stood free on legs, not on poles, um, and they look like they have been torched and burnt um, and toppled over as if in a battle. Uh, and as that's you a nope continue, on the scary sca- no, that's a nope on Claude's. They have they have like cloth uh, faces, like uh, sacks, but their mouths have been Ooh. stitched into these hideous grins um, that oh, stretch out. <clears throat> Jesper and Zeros, two crossbow bolts thud into the ground by your feet, uh, coming from the direction of the house. Uh, and a voice, a crankery, cranky old uh, Barovian voice. I don't know who you are, but do not come any closer, or the next bolts will be into your chests. We will. We've had enough of the witches, fiends. We'll not be tricked again. I put my hands up and kind of like flop the sword. So it's not being held, pointed up. Just so you're kind, kind of, of just holding it relaxed. Yeah, relaxed. Uh, we mean no harm. Uh, we only seek refuge. No tricks. You hear like some muttering coming from inside the house uh, and emerging on the porch, the door kind of opens and you see this old wizened Barovian man, his cheeks kind of sunk, a big long wispy grey beard, his head bald, um, but kind of semi-covered by a floppy sort of fur hat. He kind of steps out holding a big heavy crossbow and he's holding it with considerable strength still um, pointed squarely at your chests Um, beside him emerges a younger man who you imagine must be his son by the same facial similarities they bear Um, and they kind of crook their eyebrows in your direction we've been tricked by the witch's magic before but I can't say that we've seen anything like this one and they gesture towards Xeros who are you? We are not of this land, but we... I believe that if you wanted to kill us, you could. I was admiring the shots you took to kill these creatures of the vine. We're not with this witch you speak of. Flattering words, dragon man. But I am not one to trust so easily. He kind of looks around, whispers to the boy. Uh, And then from behind them, you hear uh, another young man and a woman kind of step forward. Father, please, we need their help. It's obvious that they're not with Baba Lasaga. Uh, The older man snaps back. You stay out of this, Erwin. I've had enough of you already. I'm not going to hear it. Well, I'm not going to stand here and let you turn around potential allies when our children have been taken captive. Come, friends, the old man isn't going to shoot at you. I won't let him. Uh, Come, please, you're welcome here. Uh, 
Thank you, you see the older man turns around and is glaring and he almost goes to punch him um but the the younger man who seems more in his prime just kind of shoves him back um and the old man kind of turns bitter and quiet uh and he kind of gestures like please come come and uh whoever your friend is sneaking around in the mists they can come in as well i've been told to expect someone like you uh whoever you are madam with the wooden leg uh and you see Esmeralda kind of emerge from the mists, like, hmm, thought I was being quieter than that. Uh, <laughs> but they gesture you all inside. I would hurry uh, before any more of these things show up. We've got a little moment's respite, at least. All right. I'll head cool. in. Yeah, yeah same. You make your you guys make your way in to a quite lavish uh, winery. Um, you step inside, and the thick smell of oak barrels, uh, citrusy fresh wine, um, a roaring fire. You can smell wood smoke and uh, like sizzling meat, um, and all sorts of things kind of wafting through. Uh, again, very much like the Mad Wizard's Mansion, there is almost a moment of life and respite here. Uh, that you weren't quite expecting. Um, the gentleman that you pass, you notice, you couldn't really see a distance, but all of the individuals you see gathered, and they are clearly a large family. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven adults and three children, uh, three young boys kind of tucked behind them. The boys are all wielding small, like, swords. They've got, like, sharpened short swords, um, and they're holding them defensively. Um, all of the adults, including the two women, both are armed with some sort of weapon, whether it is a large kind of spear, a crossbow, um, a large meat cleaver, all sorts of different things that they've kind of cobbled together. You notice that there is a striking family resemblance. All of them have dark black hair streaked with the occasional um, bit of white uh, that just kind of streaks through uh, their hair, almost like a single burst of white in amongst a con you know a shocking black uh, mane. Even the elder, even the older individuals, all have um, this dark, m glossy black hair uh, that is a familial trait, and they all have very like. Uh, bird-like features kind of kind of sharp noses um very kind of observant wide eyes that look around uh as they welcome you inside into their house uh the man the younger man who was speaking before introduced himself uh, my name is erwin martikov um this is my father davian Mar um, uh, martikov he owns and runs the wizard of wines winery uh pleasure I'm Jesper. Who are all of you? Jesper? Uh, Vistani, I know. I recognize. And I'm these Ziki. strange fellows? Ziki. Hello. Hello, this is my uh, brother. Uh, that, that, oh. yeah. not, not dogs, buddy. Uh, no, Zeros, that one. I'm her brother. That one. <laughs> I gathered. The dragon. I gathered. Yeah. I'm, I'm dog's body. Hi. I'm me. I have no sibling relation in this party. All of them, Dog's Body, as you enter, they there's almost a sense of they tense up, but then that quickly relaxes. But there is a look at you. You you know that they they know what you are. Just looking at you, and you know what they are. You can smell yep. the lycanthropy 
in them and they can smell yeah. it on you you know they can tell that you are a lycanthrope and you can tell that they are lycanthropes um there's yeah. this kind of unspoken knowledge that you have um, don't go sniffing their feeling. yes yeah I, yeah. I, well, no, I think I have a feeling as to the nature of the lycanthropy. I'm not saying this out loud, or at least I think I'm not. It <laughs> might be inside voice or outside voice. Who knows at this point with Dog's Body? Um, I kind of give a sort of like a nervous little, you know, like a low down wave when you're kind of like, hey, and it's like a really awkward, like, hey, I'll just do a really low. Yeah. Walk, hey. But yeah, uh, <laughs> one, um, one of the younger women uh, steps forward and is just like, come in, come in, take a seat. Uh, and you can see, I think all of you would notice when you step inside, there's this front of hospitality. It becomes immediately apparent that these adults and the children are exhausted. Uh, their eyes are sagged. You can see that they've gone pallid. Um, the the house is a mess. You can see that tables have been turned up and plastered, uh, planted against certain windows. Um, all of the like knives have been brought out and laid out on a table, ready to be grabbed in the in case of a fight. Um, there are bottles that have been laid out on the table as well, each filled with a, a thick, uh, greasy-looking liquid um, that you suspect might be oil or some sort of uh, fat. Um, that's been all laid out, or grease that's been laid out. They have clearly prepared this winery for not just a battle, but a siege. Uh, they they have readied themselves for a prolonged engagement, and they look like they've been fighting a, a long time. Several of them you can spot have my, minor injuries um, that seem to be healing quite rapidly. Uh, but yeah, you can see that they are in a desperate situation. What about the uh, <clears throat> the broken window? Is that being like repaired or barricaded or...? Uh, that must have happened recently. You can see that they have shoved um, kind of a, a bundle of chairs and uh, coat racks. They've tried to blockade it with as much as they can, but you look around, Xeros, and can quickly notice all of the heavy furniture has already been used to block other entrances. Um, and in front of that broken window, there is a shattered armoire. Uh, armoire. Ar armoire? Armoire. Armoire. Yeah. Armoire. Armoire. It's been Armoire. splintered and smashed to pieces, and it's just scattered around that broken window. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, as you enter, um, Erwin kind of nudges the old man who grumbles. Well, I suppose if you are guests of a winery, I must at least offer you a glass of wine. I'm afraid that we only have one type of wine left. Uh, our least popular, uh, the Purple Grape Mash Number 3. It is the cheapest of our varieties. But it is grape yours mash. if you wish a glass. Delicious. We would appreciate grape the generosity. Um, mm. Great pitch, by the way. <laughs> It's our worst one. <laughs> you should know, Vistani. Barovians don't care. Wine is wine. The only ones who have a particular case are the ones who still have any emotions left to feel in this godforsaken, miserable land. Ugh. And he just kind of gutters and grumbles as he makes his way over to a barrel and begins pouring out. I look to the younger uh, person. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Babalazaga. Yes, I suppose if you are to rest here and 
it seems that you approached us with I don't know why but uh, yes you'll need to leave quickly Uh, this winery is under siege Uh, there is a witch who occupies a ruined town not far from here she's been assaulting uh, her and some druids that worship Strad he spits on the ground they have been assaulting our winery for the last few days uh, Strad has always ignored uh, us. We provide the people of Borovia wine for free. We don't charge. That keeps his people drunk and placated. Uh, we've never opposed him. We've never gotten involved with his work. And so he left us be, despite the fact that we have not always thought very kindly of our generous lord. But a few days ago, things changed. Strad has become unstable, erratic. It's been going on for months, but a few days ago, two, three days ago, he appeared as a visage in the sky, smoke and insects bound together like his form. He told us that this land was no longer ours, that he revoked our rights to it that we had to go to Castle Ravenloft to work for him. Uh, We've worked this land for too long, and we're not afraid of Strahd. So we didn't leave. That's when the witch and her scarecrows and the druids and their plant creatures, they began to attack. At first, we could hold them off. We have a good good field of view, and well, all of us know how to fight. But... They kept coming, and they kept coming. Every time we would try and rest or take watch, while some of us slept, they would attack en masse. I don't think any of us have slept in days now. Uh, And then, a few, perhaps uh, half a day, I'm not sure of time anymore, but a few hours ago, they came, and uh, we thought it was just another attack, but... They came with a purpose. They broke in through that window over there. They grabbed three of our children and fled. They've taken them to Babala Saga. There's more of them? Yeah, <laughs> big family. Sorry to hear that. I only mention their name because we have been given some guidance. Uh, I don't know if you know Vistani custom, but I read Taroka. And no, we know a little. Yes, we've heard the stories of Madame Ava and her readings. Uh, but we always, and you can see, they kind of look a bit confused. And one of the women, you think maybe this young man's wife, steps forward. Uh, I, we always thought that it was only the women of the Vistani who had the gift to read the Taroka. Likewise, but times are strange, and as you they know, certainly are. We too, I need to make this clear. I think that is clear. We are against Strahd. We are doing everything we can to face him. Anyone with sanity is against Strahd. Only those who have given in to despair or lost their minds would ally themselves with such a creature. The difference with us is we are taking a stand and we have made some progress. And we have this, and I'm going to show them the sun sword and reveal it 
lights up and it casts this beautiful silvery light through the room. The three young boys kind of let out a gasp and kind of like, you know, clutch their own swords a little tighter. And you can see that all of the adults take it in. They breathe, they, they drink up the light that you are shining. And even the old, uh, older man kind of lets out a like, oh, by the morning lord. That is a sword of sunlight. That is a weapon that can destroy him. Finally, we can be free of the devil. We are entwined, all of us you see before you, in fate and destiny. The cards have been drawn. Yes, including you, dog's body. We have... Was I doing that? You were. We have already recovered one relic, and we need more. Babalazaga, I think, has another. We can, with these relics, we can truly face Strahd, maybe even defeat him. She's a powerful witch. I'm not surprised that she has many treasures and trinkets, but she is powerful, very powerful. She has not come to attack the winery yet, but... I don't think even the nine, even us, could stand against her. Uh, perhaps you, with your fancy sword of light, have a chance, but if they attack us again here, we are finished. Uh, without well, others, at least. Perhaps our coming is, again, being a matter of destiny, and that we come at the right time, so that we can at least ease the burden maybe provide a distraction because we are going to them. You would go up against the witch and you see the uh, one of the young women steps forward uh, and especially to Jasper. She kind of doesn't grasp your hands because you have the sword out but she looks pleading you with uh, pleadingly. Please, if you are going to the witch, rescue our children. She has taken them hostage, I am sure. Uh, they have taken uh, my Claudio and and uh, Danica's v- Vigo and Yolanda, my youngest, the, the girl. She has them, I'm sure of it. You must rescue them. Of course, we'll do everything we can. And if we will do everything we can. If you need a place to rest, if you need food, beds, whatever we can provide, uh, by all means, take it here. We have a bit of fight left in us, and we've been awake this long. We can go a few more hours. Thank you. Um, We, too, have been up against quite a lot in the past few days, so some respite would be appreciated before we head into the swamps. Yes, of course. Berez, you'll need to head to Berez. That's where this witch lives. It's a befouled place. It's full of death, but... uh, that's where you'll find her. Uh, I can take you there. I know the way to Berez. I'll lead you. Uh, the area around here is dangerous. The swamps are... There's mires and quicksand. Uh, it's best if I take you. But get your rest now while you can. You'll need it if you're going up against Babala Saga. Thank you. Do you have word from Kresik? Kresik? <laughs> we have uh, a few of this abbot's Fanatics came to us asking for us to head back into the town to take what wine we had and bring it into Kresik, but they don't understand. 
We can't just give up this land so easily. You bear this sword, and you are uh, an enemy against Strahd, perhaps, and the old man kind of snatches uh, the younger guy's arm like, Arwen, I know that we, I know that they say that they are against Strahd, but we can't trust them with that. That is, we have kept that a secret for generations. Father, enough. You accused me of wrongdoing once. I'm going to set this right. This man bears a sword that can be used against Strahd. He is a Vistani that stands against his own Dark Lord, and these people are clearly not of Borovia. They have come for a purpose, Father. We have to trust them. There's something that we have here. Babala Saga took the other from us. The grapes, the land here, Borovia does not grow. At best, uh, some farmers in the villages can manage a little wheat, a little grain, a few vegetables here and there, but our land is rich, perfect soil for growing wine. No, it's because it's we have something. Mm. Beautiful. We have, we have a gemstone. It is buried in the, in the earth right now. It's about the size of a pine cone. Green crystal glows with a light. When it was planted here centuries before us, it made the land vibrant again, like it's not part of Borovia. It's the only way that we can grow the wine here. It's the only way that anyone in Borovia can have at least an ounce of joy. Babala Saga took one of these from us months ago, but we've kept the other one and we fought to defend it. If we leave, if we flee to Krezik or Valaki, <laughs> Valaki. Not that I would go back to that place now that the Vaktas have taken over, but if we were to flee to Krezik, we'd be abandoning the gemstone. Uh, Lasaga La would take it again. Uh, we're not going to do that. Why are you telling us this? I want you to know that uh, this place, this winery, it's not just a place of business. Uh, it's one of the ways that Borovia can survive with everything here with Strahd, the mists everything well, a good drink is perhaps one of the few small joys that anyone here has if we give up this land if Lasaga takes our final gemstone, that's it it will crush spirits across Borovia what little spirits there are left we can't abandon it I tell you this because I trust you. Because if you are going against Babala Saga, perhaps, perhaps, you can save not just our children and find your relic, but you can bring us back our other gem as well. Right. I turn around and look at what everyone else is doing right now and how they're soaking in this conversation. Um... Dog's body's been making faces at the kids. Like, not like mean faces, but like, you know, trying to make silly faces, trying to make them laugh, mm -hmm. like sticking out his tongue and pulling at his eyes and stuff like that. And he's just yeah. trying to, like, make them laugh. Yeah, yeah these boys, mm. uh, the boys that are there, uh, they 
first of all they love it like when you do it they do genuinely laugh um and uh, kind of behind the adults back the adults are engrossed in this conversation with jesper uh the boys make faces back at you so like you'll turn around come back with a face they'll turn around and come back with a face and then one of them you think he might be the youngest um he kind of pulls a cloak over his head and then when he reveals it it's a bird's head it's like a giant raven's head on his body and then he's like ah and then he calls it back and then he's got a boy's head and he looks at you like that how good is that face like how amazing was that kind of thing <laughs> double thumbs up from dog's body yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all kind of like chuckle one of the older boys kind of slaps him and he's like oh, martin you shouldn't do that we're supposed to keep that a secret but he is like one of us it's not in there kind of like whispering. arguing a little bit yeah yeah they're whispering too so um you see Irina and Ismark kind of nod their heads. Uh Irina will look at Jesper and the rest of the group. Well, I can't just allow these children to be the victim of whatever witch is here. I know that I am not as good a fighter as the rest of you, but well, Ismark and I will come to help, as always. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you want any rest, I suggest now you get it. You know everything. I'm not keeping anything back. If you have any questions, let me know. I can help you keep a lookout. I don't I don't need to sleep. Are so, you sure? That's fine, yeah. I mean okay. I can't sleep, so <laughs> I can at least be of some help. Barovia is a difficult place to relax. Uh, those with a I'm sure that you have a kind soul, it must be difficult, but uh, Try and get what sleep you can where you can. He doesn't understand what you're saying. He thinks like <laughs> I can't sleep because Barovia yeah. is so scary. Not I have entered in a dark pact and I no longer require the sustenance <laughs> of sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they will. Um, some of the other adults um, head off, and you can hear them kind of preparing rooms. Erwin, uh, who's the younger guy you've been speaking to, he's like, "We have." Uh, our rooms are upstairs. We'll set a few aside for you. We're not going to get much sleep anyway. Uh, the boys have got one room, but we'll set the, set the rest aside if any of you do wish to get a rest. Uh, there's food, there's wine. Take what you need. Uh, I'm sure we can rotate watch as well to uh, aid you through the night. <laughs> that would be appreciated, especially for... Uh, especially for the others, including my father. He won't admit it, but he's getting on in years, and he's not as strong as he thinks he is. But I'll stay up. Uh, me and my brother, uh, Adrian, will stay awake uh, with you, no matter what. Thank you, and thank you for your hospitality. Ah, so the least we can do. What is a Borovian if he can't offer some travelers wine and a fire, hmm? And what is a Vistana without traveling? <laughs> Indeed. I'm surprised, though. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> we heard... We heard Strahd's proclamation about your people. We always thought that the Vistana were on good terms with Strahd, but that seems to have changed, no? Strahd has abandoned us. We have angered him, and I think it's due to our destiny. Maybe the he is. That it is strange... Now. He has never behaved like this before. We have gone unnoticed by him for generations. Now, 
He reclaims this land. He tells us to come work in his castle. I do not understand it. Why would he turn his back on the Vistana, those who saved him? The legends go that he, the Vistana was saved. Vistana saved Strahd. It is true. We did. But that is not now. He has mm. grown mad. Insanity has taken the immortal lord. May the morning lord have mercy on us to face such a mad foe. Still. Uh, he gestures. Um... Erwin will look over to you, Dog's Body. Dog's Body, Hello. wasn't it? Hi, that is my name. Yes. I want you. I want you to know something. You are safe here. You do not seem like others that we have known. Uh, uh, Dog's Body gets very flustered and starts blushing. He's like, "Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, thanks." Uh, no, you need not think. You have some degree of control over it, your condition, yes? Uh, yeah, I, I don't really, I can, I can make it happen. Uh, mm. I can make it unhappen. Uh, and I have some degree of control when I am in the happening. Uh, and I try not to make it happen because I don't like what would happen if I can't control the happening. Yes. You should know, all of you, my family and I, well, we have our own secrets as well. But Dog's Body, not all shapeshifters, not all creatures that transform are primal or savage. Some of them can be forces of good. Some of them can be noble beings that serve to help others. Perhaps, perhaps you will find someone who can help you with this. And it's a, I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I was going to ask, but I didn't want to be impolite because I did not want uh, people to know about your condition. Uh, I saw. I assume that your friends know of yours. Yes. Oh, they yeah, they know. They know. Good. One of them doesn't like it, though, and I don't think she's my friend. Uh, not you, Rose. Not, not you. But... And I'm kind of pointing awkwardly at Esmeralda while trying not to look at Esmeralda. Like, Dog's Body's not Esmeralda's... looking at Esmeralda since Esmeralda was mean yeah. to him. Yeah, well, Esmeralda's, like, leaning up against a wall, kind of one her, uh, her wooden leg kind of um, kicked back against it. Uh... And she just looks over It's like, oh, it's not that I dislike you, Dog's Body, or consider you a friend or foe, but, well, let's just say my last run-in with your kind, and then she taps the foot on the floor, the wooden artificial leg, didn't go so well for me. Not Remember what kind, I said about really. control? It's not my kind. I did not choose to be this. You called me it, therefore I did not want to assume that you were uh, considering me a friend in that category. <clears throat> yeah, she goes quiet at that. I think that that kind of puts her in her place a little bit. She's just like, well, let's just say we all have our prejudices. And then she kind of yeah. rubs the wooden leg a little bit and then makes her way off. If... And she looks towards Rose. Rose, your 
I can't remember. Did Rose talk about Ben around Esmeralda, or was that before? Because I think you did it after Dog's Body transformed, or was that beforehand? No, it was before. She's not talked. She's not spoken about. She's Ben not. Around she's Esmeralda. not mentioned it. Okay. No. All right. In that case, um, she will probably look at Rose and uh, kind of say. <clears throat> I noticed the way that you fought against those undead creatures. If you ever want some tips on hunting vampires, come and let me know. And then she's just going to take a turn. She nods. Martikovs, I will be uh, taking you up on your offer. If we need to help these people get to the saga, I will help them. Uh, But if you need my help, I will give it as my mentor did. And then with that, she just makes her way upstairs. If anyone wants to know how to get kicked by a horse, let me know. (laughs) There is a Esmeralda stops like mid conversation, like mid walk, and you do hear a kind of like, <clears throat> and then she carries off <laughs> a very unexpected laugh. Uh, uh, and I think like so, I think the the Martikovs all kind of laugh like at this really awkward joke that they aren't a hundred percent sure if it was a joke or not. But this weird uh, dragon man said something funny to them, and they laugh about. I mean, it. it was totally deadpan, just like yeah. <laughs> no smile <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if anyone was looking for some humor on his face, there was none. But that kind of makes it funnier, I think, to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Very dry. I'm yeah. serious. <laughs> well, if you guys want to take uh, some form of rest, I leave what kind of form can... of rest it is up to you. Can I have a quiet word? Once everyone settles down, can I have a quiet word with Erwin and pick yeah. him up on his I can totally remove this curse and make you like not a freak anymore? That would be cool. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, you uh, grab a moment where people are either resting or separated, and he kind of brings over a small glass, of, like a glass of wine, sets it down next to you, um, has his own glass of wine, uh, and kind of, uh, he lets out a deep breath. He's kind of a heavy set guy. He's, he's quite big and broad, um, not hairy, but he does have this uh, yeah avian feature to him, uh, like a kind of perched hawk almost. So... I'm afraid that if you're hoping for some sort of cure, I can't offer one. I can't even make you... You're already... Your condition cannot be altered. I cannot make you like us. You are what you are, Dog's Body. Uh, Wolf, I assume? Uh, I think so. I was going for more dog. You know, like a husky or a mutt. I don't know. I'm afraid I don't know much of uh, where dogs, but where wolves are quite common here in Barovia. Normally, what we know of our, I don't call them cousins, but the werewolves of Kresik, north of Kresik, I have a friend of mine keeping an eye on them. They're vicious. Werewolves are aggressive, territorial, very loyal to each other, but nasty, selfish. I don't get that impression from you. Because I don't think that the transformation was either completed or you have something that is helping you keep your sense of self. It's not unheard of. Myself, I am a were-raven. It is an old familial trait, shall we call it. I don't consider it a curse. It gives us abilities, strength that others do not possess. 
We try to use it for good. We try to use it to help the people of Barovia. Werewolves, not so much, but... There is something different about you. Something that makes you still you. I can't change it. I can't remove it. But you said that you can sometimes control it when you're transformed. I take it not always. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it just depends on how many times I get a bump on the noggin. And if something bumps mm. me on the noggin a bit too many times, I get a bit confused and a bit angry about it. A bit pointy. Yes, that's the wolf taking over at that point. You go, you're like an animal. Your fight or flight kicks in. You want to defend yourself. You start to see everyone around you as uh, an enemy. I might be able to help you with that. Not much, but I might be able to make sure that if you do lose yourself, it's easier to return, perhaps, to who you were. It's uh, a matter of control. <clears throat> That's a, that's really kind of you, particularly because I uh, there's a young lady in that group that uh, I don't really want to upset. And uh, these are the first people ah. in a long time who haven't hmm. thrown things at me. No, 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 not like that. Like, it's just oh. these are, I, these people haven't thrown things at me. And I haven't experienced hmm. that in a long time. So I'd kind of like to follow them around for a bit more. Uh, but one of them has a particular aversion uh, to werewolves, and I don't really want to antagonize it so, uh, and get thrown mm. out. Because it's nice having friends and having voices outside of your head that are actually attached to people. Um, mm. But are you telling me that there is nothing I can do? <sighs> well, not anything that we know of. I must admit, we've never looked into freeing ourselves from lycanthropy. It's been a great asset to my family for generations. But, um... It's not impossible. If there's anything I know about this world, what little of it I know, having spent so many years in Barovia, even if the world around you is miserable and dark and seems... seems like oblivion, there's always a little bit of hope. I'm sure that there is a way to undo this condition that you have. I would suggest people like the abbot. He may have his fanatics, but we know that he is powerful. There's no way that somebody that does not have some true power could control Kresik. I wouldn't be surprised if Srad himself doesn't have some concoction or elixir hidden away in his castle that might remove such a, an affliction. Perhaps even someone like Baba Lasaga. And then there are always the dark rumors of the mountains to the south. They say that if you truly have a, a dark desire within your heart, Mount Garakis will well, see it fulfilled. But I can teach you control. I can show you a few things. It's mental. It requires willpower and sound mind and belief in yourself. But I can show you some control to help. And I can give you something. And he goes over to a drawer and he opens it and he pulls out 
Uh, you see it glittering. You see a silver necklace. <clears throat> now, I suggest you keep this in a pouch. Don't put it on your skin. If you feel yourself getting out of control, if you feel yourself losing a grip, grab this. The pain will help you remember. It will snar- sharpen your senses. Might help bring you back. But I, I'll show you. I'll show you things. Uh, the techniques I teach the boys when we are younger, because we are born with this condition, uh, the boys sometimes struggle. They get defensive, fighty, aggressive. So we teach them ways to quiet their mind. That may help. Mm. Much appreciated. You kids, by the way. <laughs> yes, they're good boys. I only hope that the other... I only hope that the others will not be ill-treated. I imagine the witch will not harm them. Use them as a bargaining chip, maybe. But who can tell the minds of witches? Ah, uh, but yeah. We'll get them back. Uh, thank you. I trust that you will. I have a good feeling. Your friend Jesper is uh, very convincing. Very convincing young man. Still. Uh, and what he will do is over whatever rest period you have, Dog's Body, Erwin uh, will give you techniques, like mental techniques that you will have advantage on your saving throw to resist frenzy. So when you test for blood frenzy, you will make it with advantage. Um, okay. Uh, and Ooh. having the silver emblem, it's actually, you notice the emblem, the silver emblem he gives you is that of a half-risen sun. Um, it's like a half, you know, a sun rising, basically. Um, and he gives that to you, and yeah, that will be part of the advantage on those saving throws. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Uh, Ziki Zeros, um, anything while you guys rest? I have a thing for Ziki uh, during your resting period. What kind of rest are you guys all taking, by the way? Do you guys want to try and get in a long rest? Are you going to try and take a short rest? What do you want to do? Long. Long, for long, long rest. Long rest. Well, I think if we're going to face up Baba, we need okay. a long rest. Take a short rest for now, and then if anything <laughs> happens, okay. uh, I will let you know. Okay. I mean, maybe it won't. We'll find out. So, um, anything? What? So, you want me to spend hit dice on short rest, but I no, could get, end up getting a long rest anyway. All right, how about this? How about this? <laughs> if something does happen, I'll let you take a short rest beforehand. Okay. How about that? that sounds how about good that? To me, Mark. That sounds, that sounds fantastic. good to me. Sure. I'm gonna hold off on hit dice. And... Yes, but Rose, yeah. Zeros, Ziki, anything you guys would like to do in particular? So. I mean, I guess Ziki's keeping watch because she don't sleep. But uh, mm-hmm. I think my intention was to take at least first sleep and then second watch, I suppose. Okay. Um, as part of like the long rest, if that's a thing that I can do as a long rest. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Just just resting and then watching. Resting and watching. Okay. Netflix sure. and chilling. Don't want to go talk to your buddy as Mark or anything like that. Uh, I imagine he's figure not out the same room as me, is he? He's not. <laughs> no, I, I, it'd be awkward if I like knock on his door. Is like, uh, hey, Tatiana, is his Mark there? Can his Mark come out and play? play? <laughs> sure. Um, see his flail. Rose, anything? Not particularly. I think she might. Um 
take up uh, Esmeralda on her offer about mm-hmm. some tips and tricks, but probably not until she's had some rest. Okay, sure. All right, we'll do that maybe afterwards then. Um, okay. Zeke. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. Hello. Hello. Usually don't need to sleep, <clears throat> but that does not mean you don't dream. As you are taking watch, the mist that fills the grapevine. Nobody else sees this. Only you. Always only you. You see shapes beginning to form in the mists. Various different shapes. A giant spider. Great slug. A humanoid shape whose limbs are all just that slight. Too long. And you begin to hear their voices calling out to you. Just as you scan your eyes, looking for any danger. Our child. Our chosen one. Our child. Daughter of joy. There is a power in these lands. Buried in the earth. The seed. The seed. The seed. The seed they told you of. It contains great power. Power, power, power. Power enough to defeat this witch. Power to turn the tide. Power to assault the castle. The castle, the castle. To claim what is yours. You must get the seed. See. Where would I find it? In the earth. The earth which is life. The earth which is not of Barovia. I think Zeke would then just start walking outside. Okay. Just like, sure. I'm just going to get some air. Okay, yeah. The uh, uh, Adrian, who's one of the were-ravens, is like, a dragon woman are you? It's dangerous. Don't go too far from the house. I won't. I just need to... I just need a minute. Okay. Uh, alright. Do you need a torch or anything? Can you... Can you dragon people see in the dark? I, I can see. I'll, it's fine. Okay. Th- thank you. Okay. Uh, and he just goes back and you can see him sort of like munching on some food. And he's just watching the fields, kind of scanning it, looking for any signs of danger. And doesn't seem to miss, has no reason to mistrust you. And you, yeah, begin walking out. You kind of feel that fresh soil beneath your clawed feet um, as it sinks into the soft dirt. Uh, and the shapes are pulling you towards the middle of the, gre- the grape field. You can see them all converging, like standing in a circle. Like she's kind of like almost like in a trance state, almost like sure. she kind of has very little control over it. It's just sort of pulling her in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just hear like seed power, seed power, turn the tide, save your brother. Like these whispers kind of all merging in your mind. And eventually you find yourself on your knees in the middle of the grape field, just dirt and earth all kind of sunken into your claws by the time you kind of realize as a green glow just bathes your white face uh, your white scales in light and there in the earth dug down is a gemstone about the size of a pine cone 
that gives off this soft green light and you can tell you can feel the power emanating from it it's like that time when the earth was shaking and for a moment you connected with it the power in this gem you could do this it's it's the same power you can feel that that connection growing uh i, th- I she, but I think you come to your senses just... like this is when you're in your yeah. you you kind of the trance almost ends the the mist figures aren't there but yeah. you can see this gemstone before you and you you know ziki if you take this gemstone it it is power in your hands this will be a real powerful boon to carry with you this she's kind of like thinking it over like do I like do I do it like what like she's almost just trying to work it out mm-hmm. and then like she'll just hesitantly just grasp it out of the ground and hold it yeah just, just uh, yeah when you do do you like how do you hold it does she like clutch it to her chest or do you like hold it in your hands up to your face it's kind of like a like I imagine if she kind of like slowly goes into grab it and then she kind of just like before she can think about it too much she just snatches it and just pulls it close pulls it open when you pull it up to your your face uh you stare into it and the mist around you that's kind of been like a ground fog pooling around you scoops up around your whole body it's almost like a like a mist armor that enshrouds you and tendrils reach out they grab the green stone and they it pulls it to your forehead and you feel it kind of digging into your flesh and your scales and your bone almost there's pain but it's almost tolerable and then eventually you just pull your hands away and there's just a very faint green glow um and there is just this tiny kind of green dot in the middle of your forehead like a little green gemstone that's been embedded in the center of your forehead okay (laughs) Um, she's just like in sh- like in shock. Just like, like she can't like she can't believe she's just done that. Like mm-hmm. she's just like, but also like, I guess I could feel kind of good though, right? Like she's it's power. There's definitely power. power here. You don't know how to use it yet, but it's raw power. It's yeah. your body feels like where you'd become withered, and you felt like your body kind of drained of life and energy now you look down and your arms are like they used to be you're youthful they're fleshed out um all that dissection and the kind of sallowed skin that you had is gone it's like you've gone back to being old Ziki. you feel yourself filled with life and energy once again Uh, I i can't go i can't they can't see me i can't i can't do this I can't see as like you this. are as you are there contemplating all of this it's when you begin to hear rustling on the far edges of the grapevine uh, and a call goes out in the wine house as one of the young were ravens calls out incoming they're coming again uh, and everybody is drawn to attention. Zeke, you're the first one to see it, kind of making their way through from the far edge, the southern road. You see 
maybe a dozen of these vine plant-like creatures <gasps> kind of moving their way soundlessly apart from the slithering of and crunching of tw- uh, twigs and branches behind them you can see one shabby humanoid tattered matted hair and thick dreadlocks uh leather tunic but all rough and covered with bones and fetishes and then behind them maybe nine ten feet tall a broad chested creature made of burlap sacks you can see large uh kind of broad shoulders made from metal poles stuffed with a writhing straw and two enormous dragging uh, dragging furrows into the ground behind it a giant scarecrow its huge sack-like face its mouth twisted into different stitched means as it just drags its raked hands through the ground and that is where my dear friends you may take a short rest and we will roll initiative man i was gonna say i was gonna rush out into the room and like next to owen where's zeke Uh, well, that's yeah, what that's... you can do on your turn there, Tom Hazel. Man, I am turning on Owen if he fucking let her go right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Owen might turn on you, uh, considering <laughs> what Zeke's just taken. We'll find out. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, right. Initiative. Xeros, that's a 17 for you. Yes, indeed. Uh, oh, Jesper's rolling hit to dice, so that's not initiative. Uh, yeah, who else has already for me? hit diced? Oh, yeah. seven. Seven for Dog's Body? Seven. Nine. Dog, dog, Nine dog, for Zeke. Roll for Irina. Whopping Ooh. five for Irina. And Mr. Belmont. Oh, I keep forgetting to add fucking Ismark. Uh, I'll have to manually enter him. Uh, Ismark. Is eleven. Speedy boy. Uh, sorry, Rose initiative. Nine. Nine. <laughs> it's like it was a build-up. Nine, I was nine. waiting. It's like nine. Sorry, uh, I was unmuting. Jesper. Nine. That's oh, right. Fourteen. Fourteen on initiative. Hey. to roll on the bad guys. Okay. So, for the purposes of this, all of the were-ravens um, and Esmeralda, are, you can see that there are dozens of these plant creatures kind of fanned out in front of the uh, winery, and they're all advancing. For the purposes of combat, Esmeralda and the were-ravens are fighting, but they're going to fight a bunch of these creatures that you guys aren't engaging. You guys are left yeah. to engage the main force. Um, and Erwin is even calling out, like, Friends! deal with that that group we'll take care of the rest kind of calling out to you guys and Esmeralda's doing the same Zeke you see five of these plant creatures just kind of drop their arms and begin rushing towards you and then when they get like you can see them rushing towards you about to swarm you and there's this moment of panic when they suddenly just kind of stop and they look at you and these twisted plant-like life forms almost seem to react 
and you see this green pulse kind of in your from from your vision you can just feel this green light emanating and they just walk around you and charge towards the front door instead <laughs> uh, leaving you in the middle of the field um the giant oh. scarecrow doesn't seem to be affected by this nor does the man in the leathers but the plant creatures do kind of rush around you leaving you alone uh as they rush towards the front door they shoulder past um and they are basically tearing at the door they're going to spend their first round breaking down windows and breaking down doors like like zombies in a zombie movie these vine-like hands and appendages kind of whip round and are beginning to break through the barricades and things like that that lead into the winery um xeros you emerge run downstairs i assume yeah i mean at the moment i see zeke's not there yeah I... where's zeke uh, Adrian, who is the uh, brother on thing, is like, she was going out for air before these things attacked. I don't suppose I can see her through the window or anything. Like, I can't... You make a perception check she... for me. Uh, sure. Because I've got no idea how far away she went either. Um, she needed a she. <laughs> she just was like, oh, I'm here now. Oh, I'm <laughs> 20. Okay, so Xeros, oh. you just happen to look out the window. As these creatures are trying to burst their way in, you almost shove one of them to the side and you just catch a glimpse dead down in the middle of the middle of the grapevine, maybe 50, 60 feet away from the front door. You see Zeke on her sort of hands and knees and you just see this green glow coming from like her head. But she looks healthy she looks like young Zeke did like before she made the deal um but then she, her body is kind of swarmed by these vine creatures that stand between you and her and there's five of them but but, but she's out there on her own she so, is so 60 feet away yep five opportunity attacks to get to her <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could try like if you wanted to try like shoulder barging through the door to try and shove one of them back and stop it getting a swipe at you not all five will if get I... a tax opportunity against you i'd say maybe if two went... or three would if i went through the window could i not go round <laughs> like the house and uh there's still well if you went to the side because like i said there is like a dozen of these things and all of the oh, other okay. npcs are engaging the rest of them you're still going to get opportunity attacks but maybe less but it is also opening the door for them to just come in. Yeah, but it's also Zeke. Okay. But how do you want to do uh, it? Like, describe it to me what Xeros does. I uh, am, yeah, I'm just charging through the things. Uh, maybe like holding He Who Grins almost like flat side up and just shunting <laughs> things away. Trying to away. knock them past. Cool. Um, make a, um, just make a strength intrigue. check for me. Yeah. Strength check, sure. This so, one is athletics, a natural yeah, one. <laughs> so six. Oh dear. Oh <laughs> dear, Tom Hazel. So you run oh. and slam into them, but their bulk, the sheer number of them, holds you back, and you're like pressing up against them. I'm not going to make them give opportunity attacks because you don't manage to get past them. Uh, they are just holding. You cannot move through their space. They are holding you back. Okay. Uh, was that? I'll just take that as one of your attacks. Back. It's one of my uh, attacks. Okay. Because it would be like a shove. You're trying to, like, shove past them, basically. Uh, 
Okay, if I have multi-attack, would it be rude to ask for a double shove? <laughs> no, no, you could do that. Because I kind of want to try that again. I want to get to Zeki. Yeah, and do you like, have extra attack? Because I can't remember if you got that when you leveled up. Uh, oh. Like to know then. Anything else you'd like <laughs> to do on your turn, Tom Hazel? I guess it's uh, just a bonus action, right? I'll, uh, I'll shield of faith myself. Okay. No, I can't. I can't. I do nothing. Okay. I, I burn my sword. I light my sword up, and that's my turn. <laughs> and he who grins is set aflame. Jesper. Yeah. I'm going to follow the heavy footsteps of Xeros. Mm-hmm. I think that would kind of stir me awake, and I'd be mm-hmm. straight onto the sun sword. Yeah, this call of, like, they're here, they're attacking, is kind of wakes you all up as well. I'd run through... Uh, in his wake, kind of bust open the sun sword en route, uh, like a lightsaber, and come mm-hmm. swinging at the things that are holding him back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so imagine it like I'm not going to do a map. This is very much theater of the mind. Imagine that you guys can reach downstairs. I'm not going to make you spend movement to do that. Um, you have like a big open country kitchen. There's like a big dining room table. There's counters and then a big set of doors. These creatures are like breaking in through the doors and windows of this country kitchen. Um, and yeah, they, they'll be able to move into the room next turn. They, they spent their turn smashing down the door and smashing down the windows and they're going to swarm in next turn. So yeah, you can engage. There's uh, two of them by the main door, which you can engage with. Okay, the rest are all at windows that. and stuff like that. So I'll be doing my sun sword first, mm-hmm. which is a 21 to hit. Easily. And it's 11 uh, radiant, because I'm doing it one-handed. So you kind of swipe on, and the radiant energy of the thing burns through these creatures' bodies. Uh, these... Yeah, twisted creatures made of vines and thorns just cleaves through them. They still stand. They are not put. They are not immediately destroyed, but they are heavily injured by this one blow. So, because I leveled up, I can actually yes. just do a second attack with my sun sword now. It's an extra. Attack. Okay, you got extra attack. So I'm going to swing that one instead again. Uh, okay, twenty-one again. <laughs> nice. Nine, nine radiant. Nine points of damage. Again, the second strike comes down, cleaving through. Still, the creature still stands, but now parts of its body, kind of like droids in Star Wars, you're like lopping off these vine-like appendages, but they still manage to kind of keep standing and reaching out towards you. Okay, that's me. Um, did you? So you have? Do you have extra attack? Right, so you can attack twice as the attack action. Um, if you have a bonus action, you can still offhand attack because it's uh, offhand attacks are made as a bonus action. Then uh, I guess I did do those both one-handed damage, so I will jab with the dagger as well then. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming you're still dual-wielding, even though you've got the yeah. sun sword. So 26 to hit, 7 piercing with the dagger. Yeah, and these guys don't have it. And with that one, with the dagger, uh, as you kind of lopped off one its right limbs, lopped off its, its left arm, and then with the dagger you plunge it into its throat and kick it, and the body just slumps backwards, uh, unmoving, as this vine creature falls to the ground. Uh, I'll shout to Xeros. Where are you going? <laughs> it's not my turn. I can't really reply. Can <laughs> you I? can say, you can reply. <laughs> They're all happening uh, at once throughout this. Yeah, yeah okay. You say oh, yeah. 
In response, she's outside, uh, and then just carry on being overwhelmed by fighting. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Ziki, you see the man with the tangled, matted brown hair and the leathers kind of comes up, and he's muttering, not really in a language, but just like, I must first run. The witch must take the winery and kill them. Kill them all, kill them all. He looks down and meets your eyes. Yes. The gem. Give it to me. And he comes reaching out towards you uh, with like a gnarled, branch-like hand. Um for a 13 to hit. That's Exactamundo. Exactamundo. Uh, for I, four uh, points of damage. Yes. Four points. Can I cast Hellish Rebuke as a reaction, <gasps> please? You may. Oh, Dex saving through. That is indeed do. That is a four. Oh, yep. Fail. So that is 2d10 fire damage against oh, your... Nice. Bam! Fifteen. Oh my god! So as this man reaches Tasty. out, he manages to kind of like swipe you across the face, um, almost with like a big, heavy oaken fist, kind of just punches you. And what does it look like? Is it like coming from Ziki, or how do you want this to look? I suppose it would be kind of like, well, it's 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 the warlock stuff. So I guess it'd be like a dark sort of icker black flame that just sort of just like the mist, from like a the mist yeah, that had yeah. been coiling around you suddenly surges like black flames onto him, and you just hear ah, 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 as he kind of stumbles back all on fire. Um, as he stumbles into the grapevine, several of them are now sort of like beginning to burn and light up as all the the leather and fur he was wearing becomes like a, a wick and uh, ignites quickly. Um, yeah, he does not. <laughs> he regrets his uh, immediately. He regrets his life. Um, Damn. However, <laughs> as you strike him, the shadow of this giant scarecrow golem kind of looms over and you just hear in this kind of rasping voice from a sealed mouth as these two giant raked hands come crashing down onto you um, as the thresher scarecrow takes its go so first attack 19 to hit yep fifth uh, sorry uh, 13 12 to hit on the second one. No, no, that one doesn't hit. Oh, but the first... Okay, so the first one does. First one hits. Okay, it's lucky that the second one didn't as well. Six. Nine. Ten. Fourteen points of slashing damage as the first one carves across you. And you can see that both were kind of... Both claw attacks were aimed in such a way that if both had struck you, it would have shredded and torn at the armor you were wearing um, and would have, like, mm. ripped parts of it free. But you managed to kind of okay. pull yourself away and stop the armor from uh, taking any damage um, as you the second one misses you. Um, but yeah, the creature just kind of looms over. <clears throat> Is Mark the lesser? Uh, Here we go, comes boys. running down. <laughs> flail spinning oh. in the air da, 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 da. Uh, and he will uh, in fact actually he 
no, he didn't take any of the alchemist fire. He just had the the flail. Um, he will uh, run downstairs, see that there is uh, Jesper and Zeros are trying to get out the main door, but one of these vine creatures has like slithered in through one of the open windows. Uh, he will pick up a chair uh, on the way, throw it towards <laughs> the thing to try and send it off balance. Um, Sit down. Four, which still hits. Uh, uh, and he takes four points of damage as this chair is kind of thrown at him en route, and then he will use his other attack with the flail uh, to hit as well for another nine points of damage. Um, and then he normally has three attacks, uh, so I will make another one that also hits uh, for another t- uh, nine points of damage. So you can see that Ismark nearly crushes one of these creatures. It is still standing. Uh, it's managing to kind of pull itself free, but it looks heavily weakened as Ismark is just smashing it to pieces with this flail. All this kind of like wet, pulpy, moisture moss goes everywhere. It's just like... <laughs> this wet flail Amazing. slapping around. A hero. He's gotten used Rose. to it then. Oh yeah, he's, he's a warrior. He knows how to use a flail. Yeah. So can I look out the upstairs window? Yes. Can I look out? Um, so when I'm looking outside, can I see any big clusters of shitheads? Yeah, if you look straight down, if you look straight down, there's like a cluster of... Uh, we've got the one shitheads. being killed at the door, one's inside. There's three of them clustered outside the main door. Um, The other things you can see, you can see Zeki from your better position. You can see this giant golem creature looming over Zeki, um, and now a flaming man (laughs) who's like, "Ah!" (laughs) Fantastic. Um, Can I... um, Is the flaming man and the... This scare... Actually, no. No, I don't want to hit Zeki. Can I cast Hail of Thorns... Um, as a bonus action at second level and shoot down at to to all of the ones that are gathered at the door. Yeah, you can basically, with expert uh, agility, you kind of half lean yourself out of the window, kind of hooking your feet um, into the windowsill and kind of leaning your body outside. You look straight down and pull the, the bowstring back as it looks down onto these plant creatures below. Nice. Oh no, I rolled like crap. I rolled a two. Uh, that's oh. only going to be 11 to hit. Uh, what does the Hail of Thorns effect do? Is that on hit or does it affect it's on, a hit. Uh, on an area? It's on, a, it's on your next hit. It's, it's a concentration spell. It just misses. It just misses. <laughs> the arrow, like, through the a kind of awkward angle, okay. means that the arrow thuds into the ground. But I have multi attack, so. Yes, you do. I Are you using again. the magic arrows, by the way? Not for this one. Okay, just make a note when you use them so you mark them off. I rolled a natural one. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. We moved to physical dice so this wouldn't happen. Um, um, so yeah, just kind of try to keep still, your balance. It's still like the it next still stays. is on yeah. my bow. So. It, it remains. Um, well, better luck next time, Rose. Uh, Ziki. One day. One day your Strad rolls won't be <laughs> bad. <laughs> um. Ziki. Um, can I? I've got one level three spell slot left. So I'm trying to think of Ooh. what I can do. Um, <laughs> my last one. I'm gonna cast a guarding bolt on this boy. I think. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that on the big scarecrow-looking dude. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
That'll be ranged spell attack. D20 plus sure. six. Bam! That's a nine. That's a big old whiff and a miss. Actually, it's not. This thing is so <gasps> big and slow. It's so big and slow, uh, and it's about 10 feet away from you because its arms have these massive, long, kind of raked arms, so it actually has reach. You manage to just get enough distance where you throw the guiding bolt in front of you, and it just collapses into this thing's chest. This thing is not hard to hit um, as oh. the divine energy strikes into it. Christ. I did not expect that. Uh, so that'll be... 4d6 Radiant Damagio. Well, if you're casting at third level, level, it's higher. Yeah. 4d6. 6? Yeah, because it's uh, two extra. (laughs) Good lord. She's so happy. Oh Oh my god! Oh my Christ. god. Christ. <laughs> four sixes of three what and a four. Roll. That is insane damage. 31 what? points of radiant damage. <laughs> I think, like, Holy Rhiannon shit. was just like, Katie, look, I'll have that. <laughs> How the oh turns To be fair, tables. I haven't been terrible in Strad since we switched to... Since we switched no, to they've dice. been normal. The it's only this one. People and tell me that I'm really unlucky in Strad, and I'm like, but I, but I do hit. You've been... I think it's because it used to be so bad, um, like when we first started on roll 20. So, Zeke, this bolt of energy strikes out of your hands and, like, makes the creature kind of reel back. But then it just recovers. And, yeah, it's still fighting. Christ. Um, Can I try, like, move away a little bit? Like, try and get out of its... You can. You'll get an attack attack opportunity if you run back to the house. Oh, is it worth it? Oh, probably not. But then is it because I'm going to get hit anyway? Ah! Um, I... <laughs> I... Fine, I'll, I'll stand firm. I'll be like, okay, bring it. Okay. Bring it. Trust in your allies to come to your rescue. I love it. Oh, uh, dog's can, body. Can I, yep. can I like, Go pull some hair, though, over, like, my forehead? So you kind of, like, <laughs> like quickly, do like a quickly Spider-Man brush your head like, Sure. Do you can also... <laughs> Quite honestly, Zeke, you could like rip off a part of your shirt and like tie it around your head or something like that. You, yeah. yeah, you can hide it if you want. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really like well it if it she tied up. like a bandana across her the thing and it still Horns. just shone a little, a little yeah. green yeah. light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Might do. <laughs> Might can't do. block that. Don't yeah. block that bad boy. Uh, I would like to. Uh, so I'm in the house. Um, so sorry. Uh, just to clarify, is there a way I can get to the the minions that are attacking the front of the house, like the main? Yes. Door? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to make you like yeah like track movement for that. Basically, yeah. you can use your thirty feet to come downstairs, and you're in the fight. Like everything's within five feet around you at that point. Cool. Is Mark's um, fighting one case... that's crawling on the ground? There's three more trying to crawl in through the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will activate uh, my Crimson Rite of Storm. So I now have Storm powers. Oh, okay. Um, in the process, Sweet. taking two yeah. points of damage. Um, right. So Dog's Body's going to run downstairs. Um, like, yeah, just uh, cut himself with the axe, and you just see lightning start to fizz and crackle up the axe blade. Um, and then he's going to take a swing with his great axe at the nearest bad boy. Uh, uh. I rolled a 13 plus 6 is a 19. Um, uh, yeah, oh, yes. Is... Easily hits these things. Uh, I rolled a 2 on my D12, but because of great uh, fighting weapon stuff, I can roll re-roll it because it's a 1 sure. or a 2. Sure. Okay. 
Um, I don't know. Weapon master. I rolled. Nah, it's a, a five, great. It's the, st- uh, it's the weapon style. Uh, yeah. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine points of slashing of axe damage mm-hmm. and four points of storm damage. Okay. Axing the axe cleaves into one of these creatures and lightning courses through its body. Uh, it shudders for a moment, still fighting, still standing. Uh, good. I get another swing. Uh, I rolled a 14 plus 6 is... Hits. 20. <laughs> yep. Oh, I rolled a 12! Uh, nice. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 points of axe damage, 3 points of storm damage. Lightning With damage. that, the second cleave, you just chop this vine creature in half, splitting it down the middle as it just falls into two two components uh, and stops moving uh, eternally. Nice. Excellent. Are there any of the raven kiddies in this room? Um, no, the the raven kids are being kept back. You can see that they're kind of pushed back okay. into a corner and the other adults are protecting them uh, whilst the others are engaging them and Esmeralda are engaging on the other side. Um, cool. Nice. Yeah, uh, Irina... Sure I'm between them and bad boys. Yes. Uh, Irina will, uh, having only had a short rest, she doesn't have all of her spell slots back, um, but she will use her remaining bardic inspiration on Xeros, knowing that he is desperate to get outside for Ziki, um, and she begins to sing this kind of haunting lament uh, that fills the air, um, and you just feel it kind of steal your will to go and rescue your sister Xeros, so you have a bardic inspiration, um, and then she will awesome. try and finish off with her rapier, the one fighting Ismar, or the one that Ismar is fighting, um, and with a hit, and then d6 plus 3 or 10 points of damage is enough to finish it off um, as it's crawling along the ground Irina steps up and stabs it through the chest with her rapier um, Ismog throws a chair at it and beats it with a flail and she just comes yeah. in and kills steals yeah but that's fine because <laughs> brother and sister he's just like great job Irina well done he's very supportive <laughs> um, the supportive yeah. relationships with their fa- with their family members no yeah. no no no, no. no. <laughs> Not in Curse of Strahd. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Uh, Jesper and Xeros, one of these creatures remains. Uh, Jesper, one of them, as you are the bigger threat at this point, having killed one of them, uh, one of them tries to wrap these vines all around you. It tries to kind of like assault you with all these different tentacled vines. Um, the other one manages to crawl in through the window and is going to go for Dog's Body and do the same thing. Right. Jesper, that is a seven to hit. No. Dog's body. That is a 20 to hit. No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you take 12 points of bludgeoning damage, dog's body, and what you are grappled nanny? as these vines all wrap around you and you are restrained as this thing is kind of almost wrapping itself around you, caressing you like a lover. It's kind of arms coiling around your chest and squeezing as tight as it can. Um, weird kind of lover mate weird kind of lover I don't want to comment on your relationship with Nina but sure that's where we are Uh, that's it these two are the only things left um, to the vine creatures left to fight Uh, Xeros there's just one um, fighting Jesper next to you can I push past it? you can it will get an attack of opportunity uh, who cares? Um, yeah, I want to. I want to get all get all up in the business of this game. I mean, you could disengage. You could disengage if you wanted to. That's your action. Uh, but she's sixty feet away, right? She is. So You'll you need to dash. So I need to action dash, uh, which I will do. 
Okay, eight to hit you on the attack opportunity. No. Just shove this thing out really of the way enough. as you charge forward. Um, in that case, I yeah, I'll run up to. If there's a way I can like block um, Zeki and the skeleton, I want to. Basically, I'm trying to pull Torn. <laughs> Um, uh, you can try and impose yourself between it, but this creature seems to be uh, very furious at Zeke. You can see a big blast mark all over its chest from radiant energy. Uh, there's also a man on fire next to you both, um, who seems uh, pretty pissed. That <laughs> In that case, I am going, going to action surge, because I want this thing uh -huh. to hit me. Uh, I want to action surge and hit it with my He Who Grins, which is on fire. I it repeat, is. Scarecrow, nice. it's on fire. <laughs> it is. Um, here we go. You get advantage on that one as well. I you do. do. So roll twice. Uh, so just in case you get the crit. 10. No. Uh, um, well, 25 to hit. Uh, okay. Nice. So on this, as a point, the fire damage is doubled as the blade hits this creature made of straw and it wow. goes up in flames as he who grins plunges into it. Um, nice. So what's that? So 13 regular damage? 13 slashing damage and then 14 fire damage. 14 fire damage. It is nice. still standing as fire begins to spread all over its body, burning it away. And you can now see that underneath the kind of sacks and hay that make up its body is this metal frame, like rusted pieces of tools have been fused together to give it the vague semblance of a rib cage and shoulders and arm joints and things like that. And the straw is now just beginning to burn it away, uh, leaving it's, behind it's a metal automaton. skeleton. It is. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Zeros? Yes, I was meaning to do a thingy special action with my attack, but I missed it, so yeah, carry on. Okay. Uh, Jesper? I will finish off... A thing is in one. your face. Yes, this. <sighs> Try and stab it with sure. my sun sword. So that's 25 to hit, 11 radiant again. Oh, gotcha. Yep. First strike cleaves through parts of its vines once again, just burning them away. 13. The second one hits. Just barely hits, yes. Seven Christ. radiant for that one. Yep. Strikes again with the second strike. And then offhand. And offhand dagger, 12. Does, or it doesn't hit, right? Do, it just oh. hits, in fact. 12 is <laughs> there, wow. The, the third strike, again, you plunge it into its head and rip it free. The creature just collapses to the ground as you kill this thing again with a flurry of three yes. strikes. Plunge. Slumps. Do I see past the door at the... You see Xeros, like, running, flaming sword, plants it into the giant scarecrow um, and is now fighting engaged with it. I'm going to use my move. it's hard to miss. Start moving forward to it. Yep, so you move 30 feet forwards. Yes. Perfect. The man on fire will take, let's oh, say, yeah. four points of fire damage. Um, but he kind of turns, and you can see this this creature, this man, is ravenously mad. The fire, whilst he is screaming in pain, he turns and just raises his hands up towards Zeke and Zeros, just like, and raises his hands, and a projection of thunder erupts from his hands. I need you both to make uh, constitution saving throws, please. Uh-oh. Uh, DC 12. Oh, I, I forgot to use my bardic inspiration. Can I use it on this? You can use it on the saving throw, yes. There goes uh, the bad luck. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I had one good turn. Back to normal. 
Back okay. to Zeke. That's too good. Uh, it's too good to be true. Come on, boys. twenty-one. Okay, from me. So uh, <laughs> you are zero. So I believe you're taking half damage, Zeke. You will be taking full damage. Uh, Zeke is also pushed about ten feet away from this thing, uh, thrown backwards into the dirt. Uh, okay. And this is at second level, so it's an extra d8. So three d8. Six, Thirteen. It's in the chat. Ooh, that's not good. 21 thunder damage. So 10 Mark thunder Humes. damage to Zeros. Yes. That is exactly lethal, my friend. Oh. <laughs> hey. And Zeke goes down. Is there an uh, episode where these dragons don't go down? I don't think so. No, probably not. No, no. Zeke is knocked backwards as this wave of thunder erupts hey. and you are thrown through the ground into the mud. How many times has Zeke fallen down in this campaign? I'm, oh. I'm really curious. Every, every fight. Every, every, every fight. But sometimes yeah. there's multiple times within those fights, so I really want to add yeah. up. Just... Mm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I haven't, full... got, I haven't got yeah. to face my problems now. I've got problems coming up. I ain't got to deal with yeah. them now. You just cause <laughs> you a you have... problems. You are a problem. Like, <laughs> you have another problem right now, Rhiannon, because the giant skeleton uh, moves forward. It's it's going to stay within combat range of you, Xeros, but it positions itself between you and Zeki, so it kind of oh, moves Christ. around you. And then, with it being on fire, it just brings these giant rake arms to the side and begins spinning around, just thrashing <laughs> everything around it, just like <laughs> like a whirlwind oh, of blades. Shit. Uh, Zeke, you need yes. to make a dexterity saving throw. You automatically fail, um, and you're going to take a death save because you take damage. Yep. So you take one death save failure automatically. Zeros, make a, de- a dex save, please. Uh, wow, God. okay. Uh... I love da, 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 da. Such a dexterous Sorry. dragon. The first one was 17. Oh, the first one, yeah, because you rolled twice, I see. 17 is enough, um, so you take half damage. I wish that these dice were a bit easier to read. Six, 9, 12, 14, 16, 18. Uh, so 22 slashing damage, half to tw- 11 slashing damage. Um, and yeah, that's it because you passed the save. Um, Zeke, awesome. your armor is also shredded by this. Uh, your armor, I just got it loses. I know it takes a penalty. <laughs> you take an AC penalty of one as the armor is partially oh! shredded by this <laughs> spinning blade as oh your body is God. just churned up on the ground. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. So, would you take an AC penalty? Because I think the armor didn't actually give you any AC, right? No. So, yeah, because you have. So, it's this thing of the armor itself is taking the penalty. So, whilst you're wearing that armor, your AC does go down. But if you take it off and cast Mage Armor with your Shadow Armor, or Armor of Shadows, or whatever it's called, it would go back to its normal value. But you can't. You would need to activate that ability, basically. Um, Right. Ismark, on his turn, uh, will. There are two of these creatures left. He'll go for the one fighting dog's body, um, smashes it with a flail. Uh, that's going to be a hit, followed by a miss. Watch the uh, face. That is uh, seven points of damage to that one. Uh, he does manage to uh, avoid your face, dog's body, and then he will try and wrestle Thank this you. thing off of you, um, but he fails. <laughs> He's like, 
trying to pull it off like i will help your dog's body oh this thing's actually quite tough he's like struggling to pull it free <laughs> off of you uh rose and andy the targets that you previously had have all been brutally murdered by your companions but you do see yeah. this giant thresher creature fighting xeros yeah, I can't hit it because with Hail of Thorns because then it would damage Zeke and Xeros, so... Here is... May I present to you an option? If you yes. target the druid next to Xeros and the Threshing Scarecrow, Ooh, you will please. only hit Xeros and the two enemies because <laughs> Zeke was pushed 10 feet away from them. Xeros is fine! Look at him! He's a tough is he not, Because he's actually he's actually not that tough because he hasn't had a long rest. Well, uh, yeah, but you, a, how much do you know? I had a big short rest. Okay. In the interest of saving Zeke, who I can see is on the floor. Exactly. I will exactly. take... I will take... Take the shot. Take the, the shot. shot. <laughs> take the shot. <laughs> it might not hit. It well, might not. We'll who knows? I'm having, I'm having bad luck. Uh, I rolled an 18. 18 that plus one. <laughs> that hits the druid who is on Christ. fire, yes. Uh, okay. So this arrow thuds into his chest and then what explodes into thorns around him, like... <laughs> so it hits the scarecrow, too. It does, yeah. It hits the scarecrow, Xeros, and the druid, so, yes. So, I'm sorry, Xeros. That's cool. What's it going to be, like, uh, three damage? So the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Wait a minute. Walk us Hang on. First, first, first one is the um, normal damage to the druid, which yes. is uh, eleven on the arrow, and then they the have arrow to make dex- embeds in his chest. I mean, he dies immediately. The druid. Okay, good. <laughs> the arrow pierces oh, okay. his chest, and he dies, and then um, it explodes in thorns. Yeah. So they they have to make a, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. The Thresher, Scar- the Thresher Scarecrow, who has a, mi- a dex of minus one, rolled a natural 20 for 19. I've got minus one. Oh my one. Christ! <laughs> yes! Yes! Minus so drama! Half got to of be this, the wow! Roll in so the Scarecrow will take half, zero to staking full. So it's the full Christ. damage is 10. Full so damage is 10. Okay, five. so the Scarecrow takes five, uh, and zero takes 10 as thorns erupt out from it. <laughs> that is easily the lowest roll of high rollers ever. <laughs> Minus one. Minus one. Holy shit. Do I still get my second <laughs> shot? You do get your second shot, I don't yes. know. I don't know how Hail of Thorns works. I've never used it before. So that it's means expended it's, it's on the, concentration it's expended, up. Yes. Okay, that's fine. So yeah. normal shoot. I will shoot the Scarecrow then uh, for yes. a natural 20. Oh, hey, has returned. Crap. <laughs> has returned. <laughs> I Just ask now. For that one. Is this a regular arrow? Let's, I will let's let put you a magic fire one a magic in there. Row. Sure. Let's put a magic sure. one in there. So uh, max damage, and then roll damage again, and then add so modifiers. That will be twelve for the max and then another six so 18 yep total that's the total that's with modifiers and stuff as well yep I put modifiers on the first bit the arrow 
thuds in and you see this thing stagger from this arrow that embeds itself in its shoulder ripping away parts of the you know uh, sacks and hay and and uh, it will debris be one more that's than that. made its body one more damage than that because of the magic arrow magic arrow sure Ugh. So it stumbles back. Um, anything else, Rose, on your turn? You are still in the top floor looking out the window, yes? No, I think I'm just going to keep assaulting from this until this sure. one's dead. Makes sense. Zeke, that's a death saving throw, no. please, my dude. Can we get a nat one on this boy? Just watch. Oh, that was close! <laughs> it was very close. Holy shit. It's oh very my close. God. It's Another a fail. fail. <gasps> uh, that's two... Dog's body. I am grappled. Uh, so I would. I you are restrained. Uh, can I, can you I can make a free. check against like wriggling out of this bad boy, or can I just attack yeah. it? Like, but it's disadvantage, isn't it? So yeah, you're um, restrained, which means so this is something that I've been getting wrong in high rollers. Grappled as a condition, you don't have disadvantage on attacks. Attacks don't have advantage against you. Restrained, restrained, you have disadvantage and attacks have advantage against you. In this case, you are restrained whilst you are grappled. So this thing is binding your limbs with its vines. It's actually got itself wrapped around you. You can attempt to escape. Uh, you can use an action to make a strength check to free yourself of the creature's grip. Or I can attack at disadvantage. Or you can um, attack at disadvantage, yes. I was. Nobody has really chomped at this guy yet, have they? Um, uh, is Mark whacked him once? Okay. Uh, I will risk attacking it at disadvantage. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Sure. Uh, uh, ten is my lowest, plus six on the great axe. Um, Still hits. So <laughs> <laughs> you whack yourself with the axe. <laughs> Cutting at the various vines and things like that. Uh, I rolled a 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 on Great Axe damage and a 6 on Storm damage. So that is just <laughs> enough, literally bang on. The <gasps> lightning arcs through this creature's body. You feel the vines relax um, and fall about as you are freed. Sweet. Uh, is there anyone else that I can attack with my extra attack? Um, if you wanted to, you could go and start helping the others, because, like, Esmeralda and the other uh, were-ravens are fighting, but, like, in other parts of the houses, you could rush and start helping those guys, um, or you can start to make your way out towards the giant uh, Thresher Scarecrow that is fighting Xeros. Uh, I'm gonna go for the giant... I'm gonna choose the giant Thresher Scarecrow, Mark, please. Okay, you won't be able to reach it. You won't be able to reach it and attack it in this, this turn. That's fine. I have 40 foot of feet movement. Oh, if you've got 40 feet, feet then... I have, no, you wouldn't be able to. I have 40 foot of feet, please. What so the was, I love that. That's a huge shoe. I'm just trying to plan this out. It was 60 feet away. The thing you got there. They were pushed 10 feet. Oh, it's 50 feet away. You won't be able to reach it. So I had to do some mat, head, head mats. Head you could mass, throw the axe. You could get to 10 feet and then yeet the axe. I'm very tempted to do that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm doing oh, it. Do I'm it. yeeting the axe. Yeah. I'm going to yeet the axe, Mark. Sure. <laughs> uh, so you run up. Was it just still a standard, like, D20? It's disadvantage because it's not meant to be thrown, but yeah. Okay. This thing does not look hard to hit. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I rolled a four plus six is ten. 
is still enough to hit it. Nikki <gasps> hit with a nine, dude. Yeah. Uh, I rolled an 11! Oh my god! I'm not even, like, make. I rolled an 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 points of thrown axe damage and a four yep. of storm damage. Four nice. of storm damage. So this thing, the axe embeds into it, and you can see that whatever remnants of kind of material have now just completely broken away. And what's left is a terrifying metal skeleton of this giant oversized scarecrow with these huge metal arms. The lightning is arcing up and down its body, and erratically it's moving. It's still alive, but it looks nearly ready to fall. Um, and the axe just lands behind it on the ground as it kind of scatters away. I- I'd like to think that as Zeros was fighting it, he just sees this giant axe just boom out of nowhere. <laughs> Strike behind it. <clears throat> Irina on her turn will run 30 feet out and then will use her last spell slot to cast a first level healing word on Zeke. For oh, no. seven hit points. Oh, she's going to regret doing that, though, when she realizes <laughs> what I've done. Yeah, absolutely, but they don't know. Um, oh, dear. And then Zeros. We go to the <laughs> top of the next round, and Zeros is the next one to go. Cool. I mean, yeah, I still had some lay on hands, but that means I can attack again. Um, so I will do just that. I will whack it with my Bernie Bernie sword and hit it. But 21, it's... Uh, oh my god, that's a ton of damage. You cleave the metal. 18. The superheated blade of He Who Grins cleaves through this metal skeleton, ripping it in half, and the two, bo- the two parts of the, the metal body just fall to the sides, and a stillness comes over the battle. There is still a battle raging on behind you. You can still hear that the were-ravens are still fighting Esmeralda <laughs> calling out. But Zeros, now that you finish, you turn back to see Ziki, whose eyes are fluttering awake. She kind of sits up uh, from where the healing has happened. Jesper, who has begun running out, you can see them about 20 feet ahead of you, just in the dim light. Zeros, you are the only one who sees Ziki. As her hair has been pushed back from the fall, you see this glowing green gemstone embedded in her head um, as her body is filled with this lifeful magic. Um, and that's where we're going to end today's episode. Uh, yeah. Damn. Oh. It's like I got to cover up with another secret. Oh. Dog's body see it if he's just like ten foot away. Like if he, he do, so like, dog's body, yeah, you would, yeah. So you would be, so you're ten feet behind them. You're next to Zeke, so yes, dog's body would yeah. also see the gemstone. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think uh, I think Rose would probably join, like, go to the wherever the other battle was. She'd direct her arrows and just keep start fighting keep there. Firing. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. kind of on this upper level, so she'd probably take that. So she'd You're probably like, oh, they've got it. They're at, safe. Like, no, yeah. She's seen Zeke sit up, so she's like, we're good. Oh, I'm going to turn my good. attention over here. No idea. Yeah. 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 I like to think that uh, as the scarecrow was toppling, I kind of like grab the axe and as it like naturally falls out of the skeleton when it's falling so that I can just give you it just back to throw dog's it body. Back to Z- you can like yeah. throw it back to dog's body, oh. like here. Like bros, nice. warrior bros. Cheers, mate. Starting, to, <clears throat> starting to owe Dog's Body a lot at this point. Cheers, geese. Yeah. Um, you're my new bone right. bro. I don't call you nice. that, Yay! <laughs> bone bro! Well, uh, <laughs> no. Anyone that's his friend, no. 
dies. Don't. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted I don't think to be anybody a should be bro, Tom Hazel. <laughs> the curse of the bone bro. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, that's it. That's, oh, that's this week's episode. Character. Thank you so much, everybody. Randy uh, we're done. We're going to go now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>